0: Welcome, foolish mortals, to the haunted mansion. And a ghost will
1: follow you home.
0: The prick blows creak and the tombstones quake. Scoops and wake. Happy haunts materialize. And
2: begin to
1: vocalize Grim, pretty ghosts are to socialize. To socialize. And don't try too high hello and welcome to another episode of three guys and the mouse this is your host josh with my co-host george what's up guys and hunter hey and our returning mouse today james hey how's it going you know it's i was just thinking too i'm like man he definitely has trumped everyone else uh, on appearances yep. step up your game becca <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> but uh here we go so we're gonna start uh, things off with the news, like we always do. So start, uh, starting off uh, last week, um, Disney unveiled a 360 um, preview of the Star Wars Land in Disneyland. Uh, you all you had to do was download um, the app. Uh, it's called Little Star, and uh, you just look up. Uh, you just look up Disney Parks and follow them. Um, I actually did this, it's a pretty cool, like, thing, the only thing is, like, they photoshopped, like, all this Star Wars stuff in it, uh, you know, as, like, a little touch of it, but at the same time, I was like, we don't need it, like, any Disney fan that's looking at this doesn't need, you know, the, the extra magic, but I thought it was, I, overall, it was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, you know what? It is pretty cool and I agree with you. The people on there aren't too concerned with seeing, you know, an an AT-AT walking around and a TIE fighter flying behind it.
1: Or a Millennium Falcon in the sky.
0: Yeah, we just want to see the progress,
1: honestly. Yeah, it's cool, though, to see them, like, uh, basically showing us what's going on. Um... Yeah, that's my dog, by the way. Uh, I also wanted to bring up a little clarification on the new Fast Pass Plus feature. Uh, so Disney Parks Blog, after we posted our last podcast, actually posted, um, a blog about it, and they got into more specifics on it, and, uh, one thing that we didn't, like, understand before is that, uh, it actually, they changed it now so that when you reserve your Fast Passes in advance, you don't have to do three. You can actually choose, it's one, two, or up to three in advance, and the cool thing about that is, like, for us, for instance, like we only wanted seven doors mine train so that's all we wanted but then like uh you know and i know we've complained about it before they made us take like haunted mansion and small world as like other uh fast passes but like it's nice that like now they they've changed it so that you can just do whichever ones you want like up to three in, in advance um and at that you can do individual times and individual attractions so you so like i said you don't have to take like the you know realistically like you don't have to take the ones that you won't need it for you can take whichever ones you feel like um the only real question that's still left is like a lot of people and even on the parks blog put on there saying uh you know they want to see like a park hopping option because the thing is is that that's the one thing that FastPass plus still hasn't caught up with like regular fast pass on is park hopping like you can't park hop with a fast pass plus not yet <laughs>
0: Yeah, actually, that's exactly what I was about to say. I, I think it's only a matter of time before they realize people are gonna want to do that.
1: Well, I mean, realistically, they've known that from the beginning, and I know a lot of it has to do with the like the infrastructure and like the whole thing of like making um, making the system. But it's like, to me, I'm like that's definitely something that needs to be like front loaded. Like they need to fix that immediately. And I I see it too as like uh, you know I, I like to keep tabs on FastPass Plus anyway because. You know, it's been long rumored and uh, well known that Disneyland is planning to uh, take on FastPass Plus and the whole My Magic Plus service. So it's like, you know, like for me, I, I like to see these because I'm like, for us it's like, you know, what awful things are they about to bring to us?
2: <laughs> so right now you're, you're only allowed to have three rides for the whole entire resort?
1: No, um, so the way they do it is like uh, with Fast Pass Plus, In advance, you can make up to three in advance. So, like, you can be like, oh, uh, I want to do Space Mountain, uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, and Pirates. And then when you're there, when you've used all three, you get an additional Fast Pass, and then you keep getting an additional one until the uh, night ends. So, basically, like, after you use up to three, it's basically like a regular Fast Pass service.
0: I'm, I'm assuming that they probably spread it out kind of like how they do already where it's like, you know, you can't get another fast pass until this time, though. Yeah. You know, so that you can't,
1: you know, play well, the system like that. Yeah. Like, to, to me, though, like, I still can't help but like, uh, and I know we've said it many times and I know Bob Iger is listening, so we have to keep repeating ourselves. <laughs> so stupid. But, um, like, my, my main thing uh, and I know, like, uh, my wife Elizabeth said it, it's like what they should have done is fast pass plus should have just honestly been uh it should have just been a digital version of fast pass like that would have been the ultimate way to make it simplistic and just make it so that you could park hop and everything just giving it so that on your band is your ticket and then you scan it at there you get the time you go on the app and you get to see the time or you have like a kiosk where you can you know tap your band and see your fast passes like that's the simplest way they could have done it right to yeah uh, to me, like, I, I just feel like they just, like, look too far into it, like, what what kind of things would you want? Like, my biggest thing, too, is, like, the whole, like, idea of, like, oh, you can plan everything in advance. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to be on a time schedule on my vacation, like, going, well, at uh, 1230, we have to go to uh, Space Mountain, so you better eat now. <laughs> and, and that's honestly how it feels, too. Like, uh, uh, I know, like, uh, I will say, though, like, I'm not a big uh, you can tell i'm not a big fan of fast fast plus anyway and realistically like when i uh like when i just went to disney world like i didn't use it at all like i i just simply used like you know the standby lines and you know i i felt fine with just doing that i didn't need to plan everything in advance i didn't need to be like so at this time i'm going to be you know going to the bathroom and at this <laughs> time like i don't know like the this, this, this is like mainly for like super planners that's what i see <laughs>
2: doesn't really sound like
1: a convenience more of a nuisance <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that that's definitely what like the disney fan community has come up with they they see it more as a nuisance in general but you know i will say like you you can't help but see like they are like improving it at least they're they're listening to some of our complaints
0: yeah at least now when i go on seven doors Mine train i have to you know have hall of presidents
1: at five o'clock yeah. <laughs> My my favorite is when they try to give you carousel of progress. Like <laughs> I love carousel of progress, but I don't need a fast pass ever for that yeah. thing. Like don't don't give me a useless fast pass. Um, moving on though, uh, Disney Parks Blog actually unveiled some new uh, Disney fan uh, shirts that uh, they're gonna be coming out with, which I will say like I'm super excited for because like I love that like the Disney company in general and Disney Design Group has gotten into this whole thing about, uh, you know, like basically like understanding the Disney fandom. So uh, what they announced, uh, they announced a few things, but uh, the first thing it's a uh, limited time shirt, you know, kind of like the uh, March magic shirts and stuff, but uh, it's two designs and therefore the star jets for Disney world and the uh, uh, rocket jets for Disneyland. Um, And of course, like on the back, they say Disneyland or Disney world and they say the year. Uh, then 28 and Main has brought on a couple new designs. Uh, one of them is the Sunshine Tree Terrace, which I'm like, okay, like, I feel like that's like one of those things that they like overdo. Cause I'm like, we get it. Like we, we all understand the stupid, uh, <laughs> you know, Orange Bird. But uh, like uh, the other one is the Main Street Vehicles one, which I really love. Cause I just love Main Street Vehicles. But uh, then moving on from that, They also... I I thought this was, like, the random choice one. Um, So it's uh, for two extinct attractions and uh, very short-lived attractions at that. But, like, it's almost like the Flying Saucers in that these are, like, two attractions that are, you know, widely talked about. So it's the Bob-Around Boats from Disney World and the Phantom Boats from uh, (laughs) Disneyland. And, uh, like, I I couldn't help but... uh, I couldn't help but see that and just be like, that is, like, a true, like, that was definitely a Disney fan that was like, we need these shirts. <laughs> um, and then, like, the final one, it's a, uh, it's basically a reproduction of a Mickey Mouse, like, Disney World shirt from the 70s. Um, so, what do you guys think about all these new shirts, though?
0: You know what, the, they're, they're all pretty cool. I think the one I like the most are the Extinct Attractions ones. My thing being, because if they keep this up as a small series... I might be able to finally get my hands on an extraterrestrial t-shirt that I was not able to get, you know, the one time I got to ride it.
1: That's that's true, I would like to see them do, uh, you know, an alien encounter, uh, merchandise, like, cause I know they had merchandise and, you know, like, I've said before, I have a Skippy plush, but, um, you know, it'd be cool to see them do, Mm -hmm. like, reproductions. You know, the only shirt I didn't like is that yellow shirt, just I'm not a fan with yellow at all. I, I would agree, yeah, the for the boats. phantom boats, yeah. yeah, the yellow was a little, was an odd choice <laughs> to do. I mean, if they change the color, maybe red or something like that, then it will be different, because you know, the one in the middle of the logo is pretty cool, but just the yellow is not
0: cool at all. You can, yeah, you can do the light blue with, like, gray or something. Yeah,
2: going back to what Hunter was saying, I would definitely love to see a Rocket Rod shirt.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually a very good point like and you know like uh i i I don't know if we've actually said it on the podcast before but like so rocket rods is like one of those things that um i didn't know like in disney fandom is like widely hated like it's basically like the jar jar binks of like disneyland but then what makes me laugh is like i can't help but and i've said it online and like on twitter and stuff before like i loved rocket rods and like I've met lots of people that remember and enjoyed Rocket Rod, so I'm just like, what I see is it's one of those things where it's like, uh, it's almost, it it does like parallel kind of the Star Wars uh, you know, fandom, where it's like, you have the original fans, and then you have the new fans, and it's like, all of the new fans, like the people who are my age, that grew up and were, you know, remember the 70 plus minute lines to get on Rocket Rods, remember loving that ride, and all the people who were Disney fans that, you know, were already adults, were like, this ride is awful. It, they should have never taken out People Mover, which, yeah, they shouldn't have. But um, they should bring it back <laughs> at the least. But I would say like Rocket Rods would definitely be an awesome one to see. All uh,
0: right, really quick, the, the first set of shirts, the uh, rocket jet thing. I, I feel silly, I don't even know what, what that's referencing, they're cool! Don't get me wrong, I should, I don't know what they're referencing.
1: So, um, rocket jets and star jets were the original names of like the Astro Orbiter. Oh, okay. Um, okay. The uh, rocket jets is when, uh, that's what it was called when it was up on top of the uh, people mover. And uh, star jets, same thing, they just changed the name. Alright. Um, yeah, so. That's, that's pretty much it for those. <laughs> Alright,
0: yeah, because they're pretty cool, I, I was just curious felt really silly for not knowing that.
1: <laughs> Lastly, <laughs> if you guys are done, uh, to get on our complaint wheel, uh, <laughs> our mandatory complaining, I guess. Uh, we seem to always find a sore spot, but, uh, I just read this, like, blog on, um, on Mice Chat, and, like, I, I'm a big fan of Mice Chat, but I also feel like some of them are, I don't want to say idiots, but I'm definitely thinking idiots. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> We all know what I mean, (laughs) but, but, uh, so they posted this blog, uh, one of their, um, writers, he posted this blog about, um, going to Universal and doing their VIP experience tour, and he was, like, uh, he, he gave some, like, I will say, like, some good things about it, and then he also said a lot of really stupid, um, I don't want to say ignorant, but I'm definitely thinking, uh, (laughs) opinions about, like, it compared to, like, Disney parks, and then also it compared to, uh, Warner Brothers Deluxe Studio Tour. So, uh, I just want to go off the bat. The Warner Brothers Studio Tour, just the general tour, is definitely the best, like, studio tour there is, and we've done all of them, like, George knows, we, we did that, we've done them all, and that's definitely the best one. Um, so this guy one thing that annoyed me is he said that the uh the vip experience at universal is better than the deluxe uh studio tour at warner brothers because you get front of the line on every attraction at universal which to me made no sense because at that point he was comparing a studio tour to a theme park and then at that he also said that in terms of uh guest experience or well uh customer service as he put it which i love that he called it customer service but uh he said like in customer service that he got a better customer service experience doing the vip experience at universal than he gets at disneyland and i reading that i was like okay so now you're comparing regular park entrance to disneyland to a 300 dollar which george actually checked it VIP experience is $359 on top of your ticket price. So you have to purchase your ticket, too. Uh, So, realistically, it's like, what? Like, $450 at that point. So, he's comparing a $450 experience to a $100 experience at Disneyland. To which I say, you're an idiot. Like, that is not the (laughs) same. Of course they're not the same level of experience.
0: (laughs) We we discussed this off mic. This dude is ridiculous, because by the way, for like $400 more, I can get an annual pass for Disneyland, by the way, man.
1: Yeah, and, and at that, you'd be getting like the lowest version of it, like a SoCal pass. Like. <laughs> and it's only for what, one day, right? Yeah. That's yeah. it. And, and then even at that, like even the particulars about it, I was like nothing in it sounds like, it sounds like honestly like a mediocre experience of a mediocre park like uh, well no i'll I'll go back a second i I would say it's a reading it it sounds like it's a spectacular experience of a mediocre park and then at that it sounds like realistically it's a mediocre experience when compared to other things because like for instance like the studio tour aspects of it compared to like and he says that he's done the uh, warner brothers one multiple times and he's done this universal one multiple times the thing is, is the universe, uh or the Warner Brothers one is better just by and large because realistically, Warner Brothers is a studio. That's what it is. So, like when you do their deluxe tour or even their regular tour, you're you're getting a much better studio tour than Universal offers in general. And uh, then even at that, like he says, like when you go to the commissary at uh, Warner Brothers for the deluxe tour, um, you actually get to eat in their commissary. So you see, like you know actual directors and stagehands and you even see like famous people and celebrities because they're going in there to eat while they're filming and as compared to the vip experience at universal where you go off to a separate area where it's only you and the other vip experience people which i'm just like well why would i want to do that
0: well i think the draw there is then you can all you know compare and contrast how this is a terrible investment option
1: yeah (laughs) you know i don't I think the VIPs, uh, piece VIP uh, tour and front of the line pass. I think they're two different things. Yeah, they are. But well, like you can you can purchase just front of the line. But I know VIP is supposed to be it, it includes the front of the line in it. Oh, okay. But that's the thing is like yeah that was the thing too is he he said that like you get front of the line on every attraction, but I'm just like there's only like five attractions so like that's like what ten minutes of your day like.
0: Come on, bro. <laughs> Ten like,
1: minutes.
0: Because <laughs> you're not going to be waiting in a long line anyway. You know? Yeah. The longest lines are on Harry Potter. You can still do all those rides.
1: Well, yeah. they're Harry Potter, it's only two rides. And and he said, like, they, they got to do front of the line on Ollivanders, which he said was, like, over an hour wait, which I was like, Ollivanders is over an hour for a wait because it's very famously, like, low capacity. Like, they take in, like, 27 people, shove you into a room... But there's only two rooms, so it's like, you know, in an hour, like, how many people are you really getting through that ride? Or that experience? Um, but, like, that that's the thing is it's like, quite honestly, like, this guy is comparing literally, you know, paying for, paying much more to get a better experience at a mediocre park. And I'm just like, to me, I'm just like, when I go to Disneyland, I don't expect to get spectacular service, but I know that I'm going to get great service. Every time I've been to Universal, I've gotten nothing but subpar service at best. And and that's back to, like, the best experience I've ever had at Universal was on the studio lot tour, and that was back when it was an actual tour. Now it's not, it's scripted, and most of it's just videos of Jimmy Fallon being an idiot. (laughs) Have a fantastic day. The Tramtastic day. (laughs) Yeah, like, yeah, to me, like, it was just completely just not, it's definitely not worth $300. I don't
0: know, it's kind of, feel, I feel like this kind of draws back to what I said uh, on our last podcast, where I think this dude is over-exaggerating it, to, to be honest, because he goes there, he's going there expecting, like, those great times, so of course he's going to make sure it's a great time. It's just like how I said, you know, the only way you can have a bad time at Disney Park is going in there wanting to have a bad time. That's how I feel, because him comparing these things that don't even relate to each other, is just him trying his darndest to make it sound way better than, you know, it
1: probably was. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I will say, uh, where is it? He, he does talk about, like, um, the ticket price compared to the experience, and, uh, where is it? Um, he, he says that, like, the, the Warner Brothers one is definitely worth the price you pay, and... He says that he feels like Disneyland isn't worth the ticket price that you pay, which I was like, if you, if he thinks that a three hundred fifty dollar ticket is worth the, uh, what he got, like a hundred dollar ticket into Disneyland is definitely worth, uh, worth that. But um, yeah, see, right, this is right where he says it. I found the employees at Universal to be much nicer overall. Yeah, when you're spending four hundred dollars on. experience they better be giving you a better customer service experience (laughs) they better kiss my uh, my shoes also (laughs) (laughs) if I make a mess of myself they better clean me
0: that's pretty much any service yeah Yeah. if you're paying for a VIP well
1: this is where it makes me laugh again because like right here he says that he feels like he didn't get ripped off paying um, this much for uh the vip experience and to which i'm like just reading his blog he was ripped off and he's an idiot like he (laughs) is definitely blind as a bat if he thinks this was a great experience like basically he got a great experience at like i said like at a mediocre park and it's like for that much money and and he even says like for his whole trip um uh you know all of it together he spent three thousand dollars which he said would have been like a short trip to europe and i'm like definitely a short trip to europe is way yeah. better than the experience you just got like yeah you got ripped off bro but you know th- this is just reminds me to that thing where it's like you know some people are dumb like you just can't fight it like like i was just telling you guys like one of my co-workers said to me he's like i don't know how you can go to disneyland nothing ever changes there and i'm like things are changing all the time at disneyland and he's like i went there a couple years ago everything was the same he's like the space mountain was the same Duh. the big thunder was the same the country bear was the same and i'm like the country bear i was like i was like you rode country bear jamboree and he's like yeah i went on country bear jamboree i'm like country bear jamboree closed in like 2001 or 2002 so you haven't been there for like 15 years if that's the case that's not two years ago bro i was <laughs> like dude you are out of your mind like
2: <laughs> he's out of his league
1: yeah uh, <laughs> That's the thing though, people don't understand like, uh, and I know like we did our last podcast about like five reasons why you should be going to Disney, but it's like, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, if, you, if you're if you not going to enjoy Disney, you're not going to enjoy it. Like it, like Hunter just said, if you're going to go in there with the attitude of, this is not worth the money I'm paying, yeah, you're not going to feel like it's not worth the money you're paying. Like, like you know, like my buddy from the military said, uh, he doesn't like going to Disney, so like his fan uh, all of his family members have annual passes but he doesn't and i'm like okay at least you understand that it's you it's not the <laughs> park it's you but then at that he said that the star wars stuff going on now made it so that now he wants an annual pass so i'm just like see like when you go in there with the things that you that you already like you're gonna have a better experience like realistically me going to universal i know i love jurassic park I love Simpsons, and I love Harry Potter, so I'm gonna enjoy those. Now when it comes to a theme park, I'm going to hate everything else there because Transformers, I've said before, is basically the, the Spider-Man ride, uh, the minion ride is stupid, the um, Shrek 4D is dumb, the studio tour is awful now. Like, nothing else is there for me. Water. I've never enjoyed Waterworld. I know you guys do, George, but I've never enjoyed Waterworld. I love that show. <laughs> but, um, and, and that's considering that when we saw what, James Marston was uh, was the Mariner. Which I, I thought was so crazy, I'm like, why is he here? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, uh, yeah, like, so, like, honestly, like, of course, like, if I go to Universal, I'm not going to have as great of an experience as... Someone who has a lower IQ and enjoys everything <laughs> at Universal. But, you know, that's just how it is. Any, any final jabs for those who <laughs> do like Universal? Eh, they've wasted their money. <laughs> <laughs> that no. guy
0: definitely wasted his
1: money. <laughs> oh my god, definitely. <laughs> Seriously, like, he spent like $500 almost. Like, it's just like, man, you, you have definitely been ripped off. And, and, you know, one thing I do want to add, too, is I've listened to a few podcasts, like Disney podcasts, where people who are Club 33 members, they basically get what the VIP experience is at uh, Universal. They basically get that when they go to Disneyland. Uh, All they have to do is they request, you know, to have guest services with them. And they've said that, like, guest services will ask them, like, hey, you know, what kind of things are you into? What kind of rides do you want to ride? Uh, what, like, Disney history do you want to know? What things uh, do you already know? Because they'll completely transform the tour and experience to them. And it's like, you you hear that, and it's like, yeah, of course they're getting that because they're Club 33 members. Just like this Universal VIP experience, of course you're getting that experience because you've paid $500 for this experience.
0: <laughs> Just really quick, with your, uh, with your, you know, modeling the tour for us, if you ever did it, I'm pretty sure that they'd be following you around. Like, wow, I knew none of this. Uh,
1: well, I don't know about that. But it, w- <laughs> it would be but nice to, like, hear, like, really cool. Because, like, I've heard, like, uh, like one guy said that, because he was, like, a big Disney fan. He said that, you know, um, he went in there and uh, he told them, he's like, well, we know all of the basic level things. He's like, we know, like, more, uh, like, intermediate things. So, like, he said that they showed him things and told him things that he never knew about. And I was just like, oh my god, I would love to have that experience. Future Club 33 members. <laughs> he's, he's out on the waiting list. <laughs> yeah. It'd be cool if, like, one of the cast members like, let me show you the basement. And he goes inside, you see a bunch of cool things that... Well, it's like, uh, one thing I've heard um, is actually really... Like, and I heard this, this was just on Twitter. Um, so uh, Someone the other day, like, they uh, had to, like, evacuate um, Haunted Mansion, right? So uh, they were at the graveyard scene, and they uh, had them get up and go out through the exit door, um, you know, that's over there. And they said that, like, they go out of it, and it's literally you're in a hallway in between Haunted Mansion and Splash Mountain. And it's like, he said, like, he was so surprised how close they actually are to each other. And that, that's one of those things that, like, Disneyland's very famous for is that attractions are on top of each other, right next door to each other. So, like, to me, I was like, that's a cool thing to see. Yeah. That's, like, way off topic. (laughs) probably (laughs) hear the ride in the other room. uh, (laughs) Right? That music. (laughs) But but that's going to do it for uh, the news for us. It's funny that we took four news items and made it half an hour. But uh, (laughs) um, that's going to do it for the news uh, portion of the show. Um, Next, we're going to be going on to our main topic. So we're going to move on to there. Here we go. So now we're gonna move on to our main topic, which is, uh, urban legends at Disneyland. Uh, we wanted to cover these because, like, uh, these are pretty much, like, our favorite ones, but we also wanted to discuss them, because these are, like, things that, like, uh, I know, like, a lot of people I know, they they love to hear, like, these, like, crazy, like, random stuff. Uh, I'm sure you guys have the same thing where, mm-hmm. uh, not to mention, we love them, too. So, uh, uh, we also, I also wanted, like, a few of them are in there just because... Like, I get annoyed with some of them. Because, like, some of them, like, are presented as real that aren't. uh, And some of them, like, also, like, I'm sick of, like, hearing people pretend, like, uh, that's a thing that, like, not everyone knows. But whatever. But we're uh, uh, moving on with my hatred. Um, (laughs) So the first one uh, I wanted to uh, bring up was the uh, Feral Cats of Disneyland. So this is one, uh, so the urban myth or urban legend is that... uh, Disney um, took a bunch of uh, feral cats and put them on Disneyland because they had uh, rat and mice issues. And they put these cats uh, on Disney property to uh, basically eat all the rats and mice. Um, So this is a half-truth. Because anyone that's been to Disneyland knows feral cats are real. You see them everywhere. Um, Now the whole thing about them purposely being there to eat rats and mice is complete just... It's complete poo because <laughs> it makes no sense, because like the whole thing is that A, it's a feral cat, first of all, and B, it's like, oh, so are the, are the feral ducks there on purpose, too, for ambiance? I don't know, like...
0: Uh, we we, we kind of discussed this off-mic when we were, you know, searching these up. This one, I just really feel like more that, that they never did, did anything with these cats, because they're, like, they're not causing a disturbance. The guests don't care too much. You know, I've never seen a cat at
1: Disneyland at all. Yeah, you, no. <laughs> like uh, the the best place to see them really is like when you're um, on the tram heading to Disneyland. You'll see them in the grass, just sleeping. That's always where I see them. Mm-hmm. But like my thing too is like I will say with the whole mice and rat thing, I, of course that's true. Like feral cats are gonna do that. But my thing is that Disney doesn't purposely do it. Disney just doesn't bother to get rid of the cats. And I feel like it's also one of those things where it's like. You know, it's a win win because they're getting rid of the mice anyway, so who cares? They're having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next one, this is a very infamous one for us, is the Frozen Waltz uh, at Disneyland. So, like, there's like multiple areas I've heard this being true. I've heard it that he's in the. Uh, well, for a long time, like, the castle walkthrough was closed, and people said that it's because, like, I remember when I was a kid, they said it was because. Uh, uh, walt disney was frozen and inside there i've heard that he's underneath the partner statue or that his frozen head is underneath the partner (laughs) statue so this is just one we just want to straight up just no it's not real
0: by the way what kind of sick sick human being would freeze a man's head and (laughs) stick it under a statue
1: i mean like uh what is it the forest lawn memorial in hollywood that's actually where walt disney is buried so it's like you can go to his gravesite if you want like I mean, th- this is just, like, one of those easy ones. It's like the Walt was a, was a Nazi thing. Like, it's just, like, you're just, like, making up ridiculousness at that point. Mm-hmm. I, I think it would be cool, though, if he's actually buried at Disneyland. I mean, I know it's just a legend, but, like... Well, like, American Dad did, like, a whole episode of it, basically. Where, like, it, it was a Walt disney s character that was frozen, mm-hmm. and he, like, wakes up and, like is mad because america's values are so low which is true but uh, yeah it's just to me it's just so ridiculous to think that
0: yeah i know i said again off mic. i did a report in the fifth grade you know we had to do a report on a famous person i chose walt disney and i had a girl at the end of it ask me if he was really frozen and stuff in the castle or you know just in the park in general i i remember telling her she got she got a little mad at me i was like listen i was like as much as i love that to be true because i mean that we could awaken him at any moment I'm like that is just complete baloney. There, there's no way they would do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, baloney. <laughs> yeah. Um. So moving on from that, this is also a very infamous one. So uh, James even brought it up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, give your explanation of it, James. Your, uh, the the rumor of it.
2: Well, I've known about the website for a long time, but I also recently read. He's a degenerate. <laughs> <laughs> I recently read a uh, an article about something that ties into it where when we all know that people do this um, when you're riding the ride and it takes a picture of you uh, some people will flash the camera and of course they're not allowed to, to show it but there's a person that screens all the pictures before it goes live and from what I from what I heard from or from what I read from the, this website is that they have a back wall of all the pictures they pretty much just print them out and it's like, just a back wall of all these naked (laughs) chicks there
1: okay so so the one thing i will say is i know this isn't true because uh if anyone follows like uh snapchat snapchatters and stuff like disney boy like he works at splash mountain and i've seen like the room so i know that's not true but uh this is another one where it's like a half truth because the whole like flash mountain thing is true because uh so what happened is, uh, and James uh, alluded to it too, so there's a website called Flash Mountain where it's just a bunch of like women flashing on Splash Mountain, it's, an, it's really old though, but the thing is is that what happened is a disgruntled employee, he was saving all of them and then when he got fired, he posted them online. So uh, that's why Flash Mountain lives. But uh, you know, this is, a, this is a disturbing but true, true. thing. <laughs> that's funny it <laughs> <laughs> kind of is but it's it's also probably one of the creepiest ones that is true yeah um so uh, another like uh this one's like an easy one though um so the half basketball court in Matterhorn which we all know um if you've seen any Disney special or you have the uh Disney Mountains book as Hunter stated uh, off mic you know that this is true so like what happened is, uh, Walt Disney asked the workers, because there was all this space left in the top of it, what they would like to do with it, and they suggested putting a half-court in there, which they did. Uh, so there is, in fact, a basketball half-court in the top of, uh, the Matterhorn. And I think if I remember correctly, uh, it's just a regular, like, cheap basketball hoop, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's- it's kind of like, you know, the one that you would find in a neighborhood where they, like, nail a backboard to a court. Yeah.
1: Actually, I also want to, uh, point out, too, like, um, when, uh, When um, I first met George and stuff, this is one that he championed because, like, uh, it was one that he found online and he like looked up all the evidence to. And this was before like the Disney was like admitting that it was true and stuff. So like uh, George was like the first one to do the research for us and be like, "This is a true thing. This is real." (laughs) Um. So uh, we're we're gonna move into like some of my favorite ones. Uh, So well, this is another easy one though. So uh, there's a real skull inside of the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disneyland. Uh, it's on the headboard uh, inside the captain's quarters. Uh, that is in fact a real skull. That's why, like, I always point out to people, it's not pristine white. And if you look at like even the bite of it, like the uh, like it has like a an overbite or something. Like it's very obviously like you know not perfect. Yeah. Um, another one, and this is one that like my aunt would always tell us, uh, and you know, I, I've looked up and it, uh, it's supposedly true is that there is a real ruby inside of the, um, it's like the treasure room, uh, it's, you know, the one, uh, right after the captain's quarters where you see the skeleton sitting. Uh, supposedly there is a real ruby inside there that Walt Disney placed, uh, just to add, like, some authenticity to it. That's cool. I, like, I wonder how much does that, like, a ruby costs. you know? Uh, I do know rubies are the most expensive. Tool, so. I bet just something like really, really like like, probably right at the front, but people never notice. You know what is cool though that I do love is like a nice touch that they brought in there is they put the Aztec uh, chest in there now. So like I think that's a cool thing that they added. Um, so moving on from that though, uh, moving into like probably my more favorite ones, but uh, actually we did want to say um one that was like a long time urban legend but now we all know is true and of course has come back is the hatbox ghost we just want to let bring that up because that was for a very long time that was a huge urban legend that disney would not admit to and like people you know like the uh the biggest like conspiracy theorists like tony baxter and stuff uh you know kept saying they're like it was there it was real and like disney would not admit that it was there but we went out in the end and we we of course have him back now. But moving into the Haunted Mansion, uh, a more disturbing one is uh, dusting in the Haunted Mansion. So, this is unfortunately a truth. People will bring uh, ashes of their deceased loved ones and uh, spread uh, dust them uh, into the Haunted Mansion. And this is real. Uh, One thing I know, like, uh, you know, we talked about, like, our aunt has told us is that. When that happens, though, like, one, one thing is they have to close the ride and get bio to clean that up because that's human remains. I, I've also heard that, like, uh, another place that, like, this is, like, really big at is, like, Pirates of the Caribbean, is that people will do that there, too. Like, throw it in the water? Or do- yeah. Really? Dust it in Jeez. the waters.
0: You know, what, what really disturbs me about this is, one, you know the big problem when they've got a special turn for it already. Yeah. But two, I get it, you know, your your loved one probably requested this, but just think ahead. This what is a big hype. nuisance. Yeah, like, why would you do that? And you could get,
1: like, a fine for that, right? Or something? Um, yeah, like, I, I do wonder, because, like, I do know, for instance, like, Haunted Mansion is, like, one of the few attractions that they actually have cameras everywhere in the ride. <laughs> so at any moment in the ride they're watching you which uh another like not really urban legend but kind of like dark secret i would say is that uh people love to uh you know try to fornicate uh at disney parks and i do know that one big one is haunted mansion however one problem is that people don't realize that uh haunted mansion has cameras everywhere so they can see you the whole time so if you get caught doing that on haunted mansion basically what happens is when you come up to the end of the ride, security is waiting for you right there at the end. Uh, I, I will say like to add on to like the, uh, you know, that kind of dark thing with like people doing their business uh, at Disney parks. I do know that's like a very big thing like uh, that people do. Like there there are like specific spots and stuff that people choose out and I've read about before. It's just, don't do that. <laughs> Be above. that.
0: <laughs> By the way, so why would you choose a dark ride? You know they're gonna have cameras in there anyway because it's a dark ride. Ninety percent of it's in the dark. Yeah. They have to see what's going on.
1: Well, they think that they're sneaky. That's that's the whole issue. Um, All right, That's a Uh So <laughs> this next one though, like uh, this is like probably one of my favorites. Like uh, it's definitely top two. But uh, so and, and I have a whole story for this. So. When I was growing up, and I know James can, uh, can uh, agree with it, we were always told that there was a real witch book inside the Haunted Mansion in the seance room with Madame Leota, and that it was sitting on there. And then we were told that one creepy thing about it, uh, so like the whole thing is that um, Walt Disney was really big on authenticity. So when the Haunted Mansion was being built, he actually uh, sent people to a witch auction and they purchased a real witch book at this auction. They took this book and they put it inside the séance room. And for years, um, what would happen is uh, the book would be sitting there, and it would, uh, as uh, we were told, you would notice that at certain times it would disappear. And the yeah. thing, the what we were told as the urban legend is, at uh, which like I know, like I can feel my uh, the hair on my arms raising right now because uh, like it still like creeps me out. So the idea was that, uh, so it disappears, and they, Disney didn't pull it. What would happen is it would just disappear and they, for no reason, and then it would reappear. And they had no explanation to where it was going or what was happening. Um, now, to add on to this, uh, so that we don't sound insane. Um, a few years back, I went on the D23 studio tour. And uh, at the end of it, you, uh, they usually have Dave Smith there. And you get to ask Dave Smith questions. So I decided to ask him about the witch book. And he told me, as far as he knew, he had never heard of that before. To which I say, screw you. No, (laughs) no. But, um, like, it was upsetting. But to me, I'm like, uh, like, we were just researching, like, the urban legends and stuff. And it pops up a lot. So I'm like, I honestly, I, in my heart, I know it's true. And I know James knows. This was, like, a creepy thing for all of us. So we know that this is a real thing. But that's Uh, on you to believe it or not.
0: To be honest, this might be my favorite one just because you guys were the ones who told me this, you know, when I was little growing up. It used to scare me because you guys would also add on that little kids would disappear too, with the book.
1: Well, it still happens. (laughs) (laughs) So when you guys were young, like, did you guys see, like, the book right there? Is, Is the book even still there or no? That, yeah, I was actually gonna add that on too. So the book isn't there anymore. Um, a few years back when they did, like, uh, like a major refurb, they actually, uh, you know, when they brought in, like, the moving Leota, one thing that I noticed when they brought it back is that the book was gone. They put a fake book there now yeah. that you can tell, like, if you really look at it, you can tell it's a fake book. But, like, I know, and I had pointed out to my wife because I took her there, you know, many times before, that that was real. That was a real book. And I know she, she knows, because, like, we would look at it. It was definitely real. So, yeah, this is, like, one that I want to say is definitely true. Uh, just to add on to it. You know, we watch a lot of documentaries, and I think they spoke about that one before.
0: They're like, you know, that the person who, who did uh, uh, Leota's voice apparently read, you know, her script or whatever. But it's just so terrifying to think about, you know?
1: That's what... I, I also heard that, like, uh, that um, she was actually reading, like, specific verses from it, but I, I don't know about that. Um, moving on to, like, our most favorite one, though. So, like, I full disclosure. All of us here at Three Guys and the Mouse and the Giordano Garcia families and Flores and everyone, we are all hardcore ghost believers. (laughs) Um, So, like, there's a very big rumor that there are ghosts at Disneyland. And there's, like, many, like, we we did our research, like, there's many ones that they talk about, you know, like, the little kid who uh, who died at Haunted Mansion, which isn't true. Little kid that died at Small World, not true um deborah stone partially true she did <laughs> die there um but like uh, the biggest one is that walt disney is a ghost that is haunting and uh, checking uh, on the park uh, that he loved and built and in our heart we know this is true but uh, there's plenty of evidence online that you can look up um you know there's the space mountain ghost uh there's the um oh man you know uh i, I just well I'll, I'll go on to that in a second. But um, there's the Tower of Terror Ghosts, uh, and our favorite one that uh, we love is like, so it's security footage, and we we love to show it to everyone. It's security footage of Disneyland of the outside of Haunted Mansion, and you see like a specter, like uh, you know, a, tra- a translucent being walk through the gates, like walking across, and then starts walking across the rivers of America.
0: The reason why we like this one so much though is you know, it's so easy to debunk a lot of these, but this dude has it set up in there where it's four different monitors, and he is tracking this this being through all four monitors, yeah. and it even starts to walk across the rivers of America before he finally shuts it off. Uh,
1: hold that, the hunter. Like, it's amazing how cameras, like, you know, at Disneyland, like, how cameras really are. Like, you know, once you start walking, like, every single camera is like right there. Yeah. So I I thought that was pretty cool about Disneyland, like their cameras. You know. Well, it's mm-hmm. like uh, like even at the casino I work at. Like I was telling you guys uh, about <laughs> the uh, Joker who threw a <laughs> cake out of his window. So for us, like when we pulled it up on the camera, like you could tell what it was. But like for our cameras, like it's kind of the same system. So it's like over like certain sections of the of uh, you know the outside, and you just see it go through each panel <laughs> of it. So so like we we could confirm where it came from and you know where it was going. It's crazy how that guy, like, we saw this, what, a couple of years ago, right? Happened, yeah, like, what, five, years six ago. years ago? Yeah. And uh, I remember you, you pointed out to us, like, he's right there! Yeah. And, like, imagine how that guy felt, like, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., this guy just watching, you know, the camera. And he just see something there, and he's like, holy crap, I gotta record this. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, like, um... Well, you probably have to fast forward back, because he have not recorded, right? Yeah, the, the one thing I will say is, if it's a fake, like, it's a very well-done fake. Uh, if so, um, I don't believe that. I'm a, yeah. We are firm believers mm-hmm. that this is a real thing.
0: Uh, really quick, I know that Josh is probably about to bring this up in a moment. We all have, uh, we, we, I think we all have a pretty legitimate guess as to who this guy must be, you know, walking around. We brought it up earlier. Or it could be just a random guy. Well, <laughs> me being the way I am, I really just want to believe it's Walt Disney, just simply just walking around and checking up on the place.
2: I mean, the ghost was, it looked like the ghost was dressed up in a suit.
0: That's what I'm saying, thank you!
1: I, yeah, I'm a firm believer in the afterlife and all that creepy stuff. And I believe, uh, like if you know Walt Disney was going to be haunting the world, that <laughs> Disneyland would be the place he would be haunting. Um, it's cool that uh, like, mo- not most of the rides, but some of the rides, they don't turn off. Like there's just some, they keep running the, you know, like it's a small world, pirates, you know, Haunt Mansion. So who knows, like maybe like those spirits people will just get on the ride. I would. <laughs> oh I know, right? Just be talking to your ghost buddies.
0: I was at Disneyland, what are you guys doing? You guys aren't living the afterlife to the fullest. Nah, but but again, this is our favorite one. I think honestly that
1: Tower of Terror one might be one of the creepiest ones I've seen though yeah well that like, thing does not look happy <laughs> so i know like from any of uh the people we know that like work there they always say that like when you're there for what is it the third shift or whatever when basically the park is supposed to be closed and like george said all of the audio and the animatronics are still going it's a very creepy place to be in general um but like there's a lot of like reports of like ghosts like of like children and stuff um One one that I wanted to bring up, and this is a Disney World one, uh, because I I just remembered it when we were talking. Um, But uh, supposedly there's a ghost in uh, Disney World's Pirates of the Caribbean, and his name is George. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So supposedly uh, he he died in the 70s when they were uh, constructing the Pirates ride. Um, Now uh, there's... No actual evidence, I believe, of, like, him ever existing. But it's one of these things where it's like, uh, when they, um... It says here, uh, like, right here. It says, um, that he supposedly fell off of a beam, uh, from the top of the Burning City scene. And, uh, died during the const- during the construction of, uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. But, um, so, of course, he's not, uh, officially recognized. But, uh, one of the things is that, um... And I know this as a fact because, uh, of course, like Cassie and stuff, uh, Mm -hmm. who worked there, um, you have to uh, admit him uh, when you're at the the Pirates of the Caribbean and Disney World because apparently the way the legend goes is if you don't say good morning to him, if you don't say good morning, George, and if you don't say good night, George, apparently they will get, like, uh, basically malfunctions throughout the day where the ride will not work for no explainable reason. And until like someone like, ad- you know, says like, you know, to George, like, oh, you know, good morning, uh, George. And like, that's one of those things where I'm just like, that's so insane that like the actual workers, like, that's something they actually do. Because like, even if you don't want to admit that it's real, they, uh, the thing is, is that there's no explanation for it. So they have to do it. Uh, now,
0: could you just imagine, you know, walking with a trainee? By the way, we're opening the ride right now. Be sure to say good morning to George. Who's George? Just say good morning to him. <laughs> I don't want to have issues later on. Uh, what? i never heard of that. Yeah. I've Wait. never heard that one either.
1: Look, it's right here on this uh, page. You wow. have to say good morning to George or good night, or the ride uh, will have malfunctions for unexplained reasoning. Yeah, like, this like this is one of those where, I, like, uh, I wouldn't believe it, like, uh, if you just heard it, because, of course, there's no actual evidence of this actual worker mm-hmm. passing away and stuff, but, like, uh, that's the thing that, like, our cousin said to us is, like, it's one of those things, like, there's no real stuff behind it except for the, the malfunctioning stuff, so she's, like, so they all do it, because they're, like, they, it's that thing where it's, like, if you don't do it, the ride malfunctions, and they can't get it working until you do it, so they're like, they just do it. They just go, whatever. I don't know who this ghost is, but we'll just do it. I guess this picture is like, "Hunting so you gonna work on this one? Morning, George? I'm gonna... No. <laughs> <laughs> At least you
2: say it. You know, I, I kind of want to move to Florida and get a job there now. Just to not do it. <laughs> just to see it happen in person. He wants to be our official tester of this theory. <laughs> it's like, he's like, "Jane, did you say good morning, George? No. Nope. Well, you're fired then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> totally worth it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, but uh, I think that's going to do it for us for the uh, Urban Legends. Um, I I would like to say, though, like, if you agree or disagree with us, uh, feel free to uh, hit us up on social media. And if there's, like, ones that you like that uh, we didn't mention, make sure to let us know because we would definitely love to know of some new uh, cool ones.
0: Yeah, please let us know. Actually, this this one's probably one of the more fun ones that I've had doing. I'd love to do a part two on this type of stuff, you know?
1: Yeah, I I would definitely, too. (laughs) So that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, We want to thank you guys, uh, of course, for listening, like always. uh, Especially, once again, if you have any uh, urban legends or anything, make sure to hit us up on social media or email me at geodisney113 at gmail.com. So, uh, once again, though, uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Bob Iger, for being a listener and supporter. Our, our constant, uh, random fan. I hope we don't scare any fans at all about this. Yeah, I know, we're, we're uh, all creeped out right uh, now, and it's day while we're doing this, but, <laughs> yeah. Le- we we love those things though, so definitely hit us up, let us know.
0: I feel like we should put a disclaimer up when we post this. If, if it's about, you know, 1130 at night, you probably shouldn't listen to this one.
1: If you're working inside the park.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
2: If you're working the grave shift.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh definitely like hit us up on social media. You can get me anywhere. I'm at Gio Disney, that's G-I-O-Disney. Uh you can hit me up anywhere. Uh Instagram, the Disney,
0: the Disney 24 Twitter, Hunter3G ATM. Uh you can follow me just Instagram, J182. And I have nothing yet. <laughs> <laughs> James is nowhere. Uh really quick thank you, Dave. He will always be in our thoughts <laughs> yes dave
1: is always in there um <laughs>
0: mr, Iger, mr.
1: <laughs> yeah but uh you know once again i like always i want to say thank you guys for listening uh we definitely have been uh monitoring our stats i actually just looked at our stats so like over like the year that we've been doing this and it's so funny to just see it like rising every month like like we're like at over like a hundred like viewers like uh each month which i'm just like that's insane like this is definitely like for us like we would be doing this anyway but we super appreciate that you guys are there and uh, i also want to put out there that season two is coming so be ready that's that's actually in the next couple weeks too uh you know honestly i i i monitor us on Spreaker. Spreaker will
0: tell us how many times our, our thing has been played. We have actually crossed the 1500 views barrier, and that is just in itself ridiculously cool.
1: Yes, I, I totally agree. Um, we promise you though, season two, we're actually gonna be better with the podcast. Cause like anyone that, uh, well, the few of you that have followed us from the beginning, I will say like at the beginning, we were very sporadic where we would go like two to three weeks without posting anything. But uh, we're, we're now on like, more of a weekly basis, so we're, we're definitely hitting it up better. But, um, you know, uh, like Hunter said, uh, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, uh, follow us on Spreaker. Uh, thanks to George for, uh, you know, editing the podcast, um, and thank you, of course, to James for being our uh, constant mouse, apparently. Uh, thank you, Dave, for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys later. Good night, George. <laughs> <laughs> well, see you
0: guys later. Have
2: a good one. Catch up. Hurry back. Hurry back. Be sure to bring your death certificate if you decide to join us.
1: Make final arrangements now. We've been dying to have you.